Chapter Two of the Heart's Kingdom by Maria Thompson Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christine G. The Harpeth Jaguar. It is beautifully romantic, but I don't know what we are going to do about it," answered Letitia with genuine trouble, puckering her brow under one of her smooth waves of seal-brown hair. Letitia is one of the wonderful variety of women who patch out life, piece by piece, in a beautiful symmetrical pattern, and who do not have imagination enough to admire anything about a righteous crazy quilt. She is in love with Clifton Gray, has been since she wound her brown braids about her head, and is piercing strips of him into her life-fabric by the very sanest love, courtship, marriage design. "'We just can't go on, as we have been doing lately,' she continued. "'We all decided that you would know what to do about him, and would do it when you came home. We suspected Judge Powers hadn't written you all the facts when you didn't come, and the building went on up.' "'You will be able to do something about him, won't you?' "'I think it is likely,' I answered, with the brittle sugar in my voice that Letitia only half knows the flavour of. "'But don't try to sketch things, Letitia. Begin at the beginning and go straight to the end. I'll pick up the pieces.' "'Well, of course you remember the Bishop Goodloe romance, don't you?' asked Letitia, hopeful that she could get a small start ahead on her chronicle. I don't remember anything about any bishop ever. I forget things about that kind of people. What did or didn't he do? Charlotte, remonstrated Letitia, he was the last of the Goodloes who built that old Goodlow home on exactly the place where the first Goodlow set stakes of the first stockade put up in the Harpeth Valley, right here in Goodloads. It burned down the night he married that Miss Gregory in New York, before we were born. Don't you remember we used to play in the ruins, just over here beyond the garden, where the chapel stands now? Your father bought the property. Part of your garden is old Madame Goodloe's garden, and that's why it was so wonderful for Judge Powers to give the lot, and let Mr. Goodloe build the chapter there. We all felt that, though some of us were scared when we thought about what you might do when you came home. Still, after we saw what wonderful little stone chapel that Mr. Goodloe had one of the greatest architects in New York design, after he had sent him packages of sketches of your garden and the poplars, so it would only make it all the more beautiful, we felt better. You don't really mind about it, do you, dear? Letitia's voice was beseechingly enthusiastic, though keyed down with a note of anxiety. "'Go on,' I commanded, packing down the rage in the dark corners of my inmost heart. "'Nobody ever knew why Bishop Goodloe never came back after he married, while on a mission from the Southern Methodist Conference to the Northern Methodist Conference. He severed his relations with his own conference, and he never preached again, though he was one of the most wonderful and eloquent preachers the South has ever known.' He was the youngest bishop the church had ever ordained. Nobody ever knew what happened, and all we know now is that this perfectly beautiful man, who is the bishop's son, came down to the general conference in Nashville, was examined and ordained, and the presiding bishop sent him out here to Goodloats last November. We don't know anything about him, except that he has been fighting in the trenches in France for a year, and has had a bullet cut out of his left lung. 
everybody adores him and we all sit spellbound listening to him preach i think mostly on account of his voice because none of us ever seems to remember what he is preaching about he's been having services in the ballroom at the country club but he's going to dedicate the chapel soon and we are all relieved it has been fun to go out to church at the club twice every sunday and to prayer meeting on wednesday night all winter and we've danced in the long parlour at home and in double parlours at jessie's lytton's so as to not to disarrange the pews i mean the chairs in the ballroom but now that the spring has come we we need the club i'm glad you will be here for the dedication and you will help us kind of kind of taper off your religious spree i asked with a laugh that letitia echoed shamefacedly that's an awful way to put it but true we've all tried hard but but it is such a a bore it doesn't seem fair to enjoy gregory goodloe so much at dinners and parties and not show our respect and and admiration by being good church members jessie joined his study workers and she took a class of the awful little children from down in the settlement beyond the phosphate mills who all smelled terribly she worked hard with them twice a week for a month and then mother spurlock who is the front pillar of his congregation found that she had taught all the dirty little things to sew with their left hands she came in one morning and found them all stitching away industriously backwards just because jessie's left-handed herself mother elise laughed until she lost her breath and mr goodloe had to help unloosen her belt for her the meeting broke up with ice cream on jessie for everybody we all belong to home mission societies and sewing circles and you want me to get you out of your purgatory and let you backslide to don't say it exclaimed letitia with a laugh but we just want not to hurt his feelings and we won't i said grimly now let's talk about the ball out of the club we are going to give nicole's when he comes down the first of may that's just what i mean i knew you'd understand and i'm so relieved that you're not angry about the chapel and things we can leave it all to you and we'll have the times of our lives billy harvey says his ankles are getting stiff it's been so long since he has fox-trotted do call mammy and sally and let's look at your clothes with which letitia descended from her spiritual heights into the realm of the material and plunged with both mammy and sally into a riot of clothes for an hour or two i lay back in my pillows and watched the two black women and the white one indulge in primitive decorative orgies and from their delight my eyes would glance out and fix themselves wistfully on the dim line of paradise ridge which was cut by the square steeple of weathered stone just where old harpeth humps itself up above the rest of the ridge and something sore and angry and trapped hurt under my breast the earth is the lord's chanted itself in my mind to the tune of drink to me only and my hand curled around the letter under my pillow as if for comfort and defence it is just as you told me that night at the piano nicole's dear. religion is the most potent form of intoxication known to the human race and apparently all my friends have been getting the drink habit badly i'll rescue the poor dears and have an interesting time doing it i said to myself after letitia had departed with my most choice millinery creation fastened down upon her sleek braids because she found she could not live without it 
and then a strange thing happened as i lay prone between the lavender-scented sheets spread on the four-poster bed of my foremothers ready to drift off into another bone-resting nap the flood of tears that had risen from my heart when i had sat that night a week ago and listened to that remarkable little baseball evangelist the tide of which had been rolled back when nicholls had bent his beautiful dark head against mine in aunt clara's music-room and whispered above the roar of new york religion is the most potent form of intoxication to me again welled from my heart and this time flooded my lashes and my cheek and my pillow what was strangest of all they seemed to wash away all the tears of anger and fear that i had been pressing back into my depths from breakfast time and left me weak and again ready for sleep and like a comforted little child i slept it was sunset when i awoke and i felt as strong as two women and ready for action the call for which was upon me by the time sally had put me into her favourite creation selected from the ones she had hung in closets and wardrobe mr bill harvey and mr hampton de brell is down on the front porch ready to gallivant you honey bunch and i see miss letitia and her mr cliff gray coming in one direction and miss jessie in another so i reckon sally has better hurry with that new york twilight she's fixing on you mammy announced as she stood in the doorway and beamed upon me and i expect the parson will be stepping over likewise for a few words seeing you are so sweet and showed such pretty manners to him this morning she added with reverent delight sweet showed such pretty manners i gasped as sally fastened the last hook and eye and stood beside mammy to admire me twas no more than you ought to done to the preacher and i was proud of my raising of you when you held on to him and begged him to stay to dinner i was so disappointed that he had to leave us i am a coloured methodist i am and if i do say it i know how to shake a young bullet in the skillet for a preacher's taste black or white now go on down and stop that buzzing for you on the front porch sally come and carry out the tea and cakes to the guests with which command to both of us mammy rolled her two hundred and fifty pounds down the hall with great majesty while sally meekly followed in her wake sweet showed such pretty manners i quoted to myself as i slowly descended the steps and went out on the wide porch to find my friends assembled under the budding rose-wine that wreathed the tall white pillars of the poplars the parson was not there rescued exclaimed billy as he grasped one of my hands and hung on with a very good imitation of a drowning man seizing a lifeline they all laughed and hampton dibrell held my other hand as ardently though not in quite such light vein i had to rescue it to accept clifton gray's nosegay of huge violets from his greenhouse and i embraced jessie with a nosegay pressed to her pink cheeks oh charlotte i could foxtrot with you a week and not hesitate exclaimed billy still clinging to me let's begin to-night i assented warmly billy is contagious and to dance with him is a high art let's motor out to the club in hamp's car and mine have a chicken supper and a dance until sun-up suggested billy we can stop by and get mark morgan and nell and i believe harriet henderson will come along if everybody asks her all the men i mean letitia added with enthusiasm to match billy's harriet henderson is the latest emerged widow in goodloats and consequently is most interesting to the masculine world at present 
let's start now so as to give the chicken plenty of time to get into the frying pan and over the fire said hampton who is always the practical member to bring up the details of any situation i'm just from the tennis courts and i'll have to stop to dress i'm afraid said letitia meekly as if she felt sure of a storm of remonstrance people don't dress to dance these days letitia said billy with the greatest innocence of mind and expression a manner he always used in speaking to letitia's rather literate directness and in which he delights greatly they undress you are unclothed enough as to ankles and if you roll the sleeves of your tennis shirt to your shoulders take off your collar and tuck in the flaps it will be enough to satisfy our cravings for fashionable and suitable attire we really want fried chicken rather than chicken that will do billy letitia answered him with gentle firmness that was just what i remarked letitia there that will do for we want chicken dressed with creamy gravy and don't care about any swathed in chiffon and furthermore do hush billy look who's coming jessie interrupted him and there before my eyes i saw my entire group of friends begin to preen themselves into new beings letitia smoothed down her skirts a fraction of an inch rolled down her sleeves another fraction and pushed back into her braids a brown lock that was rioting across her brow jessie shook out her muslin ruffles reefed a fold of net higher across her neck and pinned it in place with a jewelled pin while hampton's and billy's and cliff's expression and poses of countenance and bodies suddenly fell into lines of decorum great smokes we all forgot it was prayer meeting to-night and it'll be no trotting the fox for us billy groaned while he rose to his feet with a smile of angelic sweetness hello parson we were just beginning to think about you was his greeting to the sacred jaguar who had come through the garden and around the house i felt sure that he had heard billy's plaint of disappointment about the dance for there was a quick glint of the amethyst as he halted and stood on the walk below us and smiled up at us i welcome miss powers for breakfast and now i find i want to come over and do it again for tea he said and as i was perfectly cool sober and in my right mind at the moment he spoke i had to concede that his voice was the most wonderful i had ever heard and something in me made me resent it as well as the curious veneer that had spread over my friends at his entry upon the scene there they stood and sat six perfectly rational fairly moral representative free and equal citizens cowed by the representative of something that they neither understood nor cared about and it made me furious they all wanted to go to the club to dance to do the natural usual perfectly harmless thing and they were being constrained if they had wanted to go to the prayer meeting as they wanted to dance they would have been natural and joyful and eager about it i resent even i resent people's being bored with the god they think exist and i think it is disrespectful to go into his presence like that i said to myself and then i suddenly determined to begin my rescue work for the religiously involved and now i felt was the appointed time also i felt the excitement that comes from turning and facing the foe which has pursued i am glad you came over mr goodloe i said with a nice cool friendliness in my voice billy was just planning a glorious foxtrot for this evening and then suddenly remembered with dismay that you were to have your entertainment at the club to-night couldn't we we make some sort of compromise or at least couldn't you cut your prayers short so that we can get in an hour or two of his favourite pleasure after after duty well done 
As I spoke I had come to the edge of the steps and thus stood alone above him, looking down on him with a kind of cool aloofness as if he belonged to another world, while I heard all of his recent converts grouped back of me give little gasps of dismay. End of chapter 2 Read by Christine G. in Oslo, Norway The 24th of January, 2012